I was thinking even for people that are listening to this, this podcast, that if they're on a, uh, a track where they are in a, in an organization, they're not an independent consultant. It'd be great to have that, th- those different perspectives as well. Cool. And I get to do the industrial stuff, right? There so, you go. Yeah, exactly. There you go. All right. Well, I'm uh, Scott Cuthbert, CEO of Safepedia. And I'm Gabe Incarnation. I'm Vice President of BBL Safety. And uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, career development. And uh, Gabe, do you want to talk about our guest today? Really excited for our guest today. This is uh, Josh Russell. He's a uh, certified safety professional, uh, works for the Howard Hughes Medical Institute. Um, and uh has been he's got 20 years of safety experience really fascinating background as to how he got into safety and just the steps that he took to really grow that career and develop it um josh and i have known him for a couple of years now and just really really solid guy um as far as somebody that really is he, he understands what it's like to progress in your career and um and now as a in a position of leadership i, I feel like he brings perspective uh, of what companies can do to really invest in uh, the, their employees, in the people that want to progress and grow in their, in their positions, especially in the safety field, which, I mean, I, in, in my conversations with, with Josh, he kind of fell into it, targeted approach and how to do it. I, Josh has got some really great tips on how to how to progress with this. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I wanted to point out that he works for Howard Hughes Medical Institute, which is located in Chevy Chase, Maryland. So uh, a lot of a lot of uh, big big names involved. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, solid, solid guy. I think there's a lot of a lot of uh, of great uh, nuggets of wisdom and insight that he has to give. Um, for for both the the beginning safety professional and even the established leaders. Cool. Well, yeah. Hey, I mean, if we just jump in, Josh. You know. Hey, thanks. Welcome to uh, Safeonomics. And um, at this this month, we wanted to dive into the career development side of things. You know, we hear a lot um, from from our safe uh, safety professional community that you know there's endless number of technical courses to take and certifications and designations, but how does somebody really take hold of their career, you know, develop the skill set that they need, you know, to advance within the current organization or maybe to get that that job in a, in a different company to help them, again, kind of ascend, you know, through the ranks and, and uh, assume more responsibility and de- develop their career. So maybe we'll uh, jump in and you could provide a little bit of a background on, on your journey to help kind of set the set the framework for the conversation today sure uh so back in um, 2001 i got a job as a laboratory technician I, I didn't have any college degree at this point i decided i wanted to work in the science field and not quite sure why i watched a lot of documentaries um, and i had somehow landed a job through a temp agency working in a lab doing dna sequencing and uh, pcr i mean i was doing high throughput so i really didn't know what i was doing still but I was uh, I was involved in it. So I was in the lab for two years. 
they were shutting our labs down <clears throat> and my buddy worked in safety as a hazard, hazardous materials technician, basically just collecting lab waste, et cetera. And he was leaving. He said, hey, do you want this gig? I'm leaving. I know you need a job because they're closing your lab down. So I took it. I had no idea what that really meant. Um, I know that I got the job. They switched departments and I got like a $10,000 raise and I couldn't believe that an entry-level job in safety paid more than an entry-level job in science, which I thought was pretty cool. But <laughs> That is pretty cool. Yeah. I did that for a year, left there. Shortly after, I got a job with a company that was working um, on a malaria vaccine. Um, and so they brought me in to develop an entire safety program, which at this point, I still had very minimal experience. Um, and so I got the job there because a buddy of mine was in maintenance. And uh, I worked there for five years, developed a safety program, regular safety, you know, general safety, and then also working with uh, malaria infected mosquitoes and stuff like that. So that was that was an interesting journey. I left there, got a job at the EPA as a consultant, as an industrial hygienist. Again, I don't know how I got that because I had absolutely no IH background, but somehow I sold myself an interview, I guess. Uh, I was there for three years and I did a lot of indoor air quality investigations. Um, but I also started getting involved with facilities design uh, and drawing reviews and a lot of facilities um, related safety stuff there. Did that for three years. And then I got on with the where I'm at now with the Howard Hughes Medical Institute. And I was brought in there as a safety specialist to focus on contractor construction safety and um, and emergency response. Again, pretty much outside of my wheelhouse, except for a little bit of exposure at the EPA. Um, been there for 10 years now. I was a safety specialist for a few years, got it as it then became a team lead, manager, senior manager. Um, and during that time, I've so now I, I lead um, eight, uh, I have eight folks on my safety team. I have, I also run a um, diagnostic laboratory. Again, not my specialty, but I've been able to do it somehow. And then I used to have security for a while too. So it's been an interesting journey. A lot of jobs that I wasn't qualified for that I've been able to somehow fall into and and really uh, thrive and enjoy. Yeah, no kidding. I uh, for the number of times that you said I wasn't qualified for this, that was pretty impressive. <laughs> not a single one. I was not qualified for any of them. To be honest. With you. <laughs> well, that's. I, I think. <clears throat> I mean, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm hearing the. Uh, it's it's not always what you know, but but who you know. You had some connections within right. different organizations, and definitely leveraging those connections to your personal benefit uh, not you know absolutely nothing nothing wrong with that but but a good i think message you know don't don't be afraid to to let let your friends know your contacts know that you're looking for something new and and uh spread spread the word through the that that friend network and and then yeah i think let's drill into what gabe talked about too about you know i think a lot of people um They've kind of coined the phrase imposter theory, uh, uh, imposter syndrome, yeah. lately, right? Yeah. And and I think a lot of safety professionals, um, I think a lot of people in general, not not just picking on on safety pros, but a lot of people suffer from that. Like I don't want to put my name forward because I don't think I'm 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 qualified, right? But um, you know, maybe you could talk a little bit about the you know confidence or just just the the you know the the assuredness that say, Hey, I can get in there and figure things out. So I'll put myself out there, but maybe, you know, talk, talk a little bit about that to help people understand it. Yeah. So two, two things, the network thing, I'm going to hammer on that for just a second. It's uh, yeah, go for it. That is, I, I took a, 
five-day MBA class once through the American Management Association. And uh, one of the things that the teacher taught us was RUN for success. And the acronym RUN stood for Results, Uniqueness, and Network. And um, because, you know, if you have the results, that's great. But if you haven't, somebody else has the same ones, that doesn't give you a leg up. But then if you stand out, if you've got something about you that really stands out, that makes you unique. Now you have the same results or better and you're, you stand out from that person. But the network is the critical part. I mean, I have um, I learn constantly through my network. I'm, I don't use it as leverage to find jobs. And, you know, I did that once, but now I use it to learn. I, I gave it like, gave, you know, Gabe and I talk all the time and that's somebody I learned. He's a, he's a forever learner and I'm forever learning from him. So <laughs> Uh, I think that's critical. As far as imposter syndrome, um, I actually, not too long ago, I talked to my team about this and I told them that I I have suffered from this and I still do to this day. Like I, and but I, you know, I did some research on this and they said that high performers, and I'm not saying that I am a high performer, but I'm saying in general, high performers are more likely to suffer from imposter syndrome. Right. Uh, but I think it's what you do with it, right? You can use it. You you can allow it to make you feel like I don't belong, and you cower, and you don't take opportunities or take chances. Um, but if you harness it right, it actually can be a motivator. And I think that's what I've been able to do. I've recognized that I journal. I, you know, I tell my journal, and for my affirmation, a lot of times it's you know I belong. I, I belong where I am. And like, why do I have to write that? Like, I know I'm doing a good job, but my mind is always like, you know, you got to do better. You got to do better. You're not doing good. You're not doing good. You know, so. Um, yeah, I think that's okay. And I think you got to just use it and you got to take chances. I mean, you know, like Michael Jordan said, you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So, right. That, that's I, so funny. I think, that was just, I think that was Wayne Gretzky. actually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> of course, yeah. because Canada. Because <laughs> he's a Canadian and he's not a player. <laughs> he, he missed more than Michael, but sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's so interesting about that whole, the, the whole imposter uh, syndrome and, and even I, like, I love that acronym of, of run towards success. Uh, because even, you know, thinking about what we, what we talk about with, with the, the intersection between business and safety is that, you know, ultimately a business wants to succeed and, and you have to understand what it is that helps the business to succeed and what is, what helps you succeed in that. Yeah. So as you said, Josh, you know, we, we kick around these ideas all the time uh, between the two of us and understanding, you know, what are the things that will make you uh, unique? What makes you stand out? What makes you, uh, you know, be able to, to understand what makes your organization tick. And it sounds like that's helped in every, every part of your, <laughs> your career in that. And so I, I want to kind of touch on that network a little bit. I mean, how do you even, how do you even build something like that? If you're in a, in a large organization and let's say you're just getting started for you, like, how did that, how did that build? How did you make those connections? Um, yeah. So I, I realized that safety people are not always everybody's buddy. Right. And so, uh, Luckily for us, like I was talking about earlier, where you know we have like flag football league and basketball and all this stuff, I take part in a lot of the social activities, or mm. I'll help, I'll help coordinate them and stuff like that. And I know that that's not for everybody, but I did that specifically so that I could help help to humanize safety um, with other people. They'd see me not on a safety level, not in a meeting. We're not talking about you know observations or so on and so forth. It's let's have fun. I'm a human. Now you see me differently, um, but I think. That's the way that I've done it. But I think, you know, just we talk about this too, Graves, authenticity is huge, right? And I think 
just having conversations with people and building gen you know genuine connections and helping them to see that you're a real person that you're there because you care and it's not because you're trying to make their life miserable hmm. um, but the work the network in in that you know at work the most of it I've done through just trying to take part in as much outside of meetings or you know walkthroughs or whatever it is that we're doing to try to build that camaraderie and you know you know just a, a community feeling yeah, I know Scott and I have run into this before too. And we've, um, you know, and, and Josh, you and I have, have been at conferences together and stuff. And, and it seems to be that it's the, it's the conversations outside of the official meetings where you, you really start to get those connections and make those, those, uh, yeah, build your network, build your community. Um, and I, I think regardless of the size of your organization, you can do that. Um, whether it's a large lab or, or, um, or even, you know, like in my company where there's 13 of us, there are ways to humanize it. You can make those connections with people, understand how they, how they work, what motivates them. Um, and, and I think you, you touched on this really well too, is that it's, it's not necessarily trying to build these connections with people so that you can get something from them. It's what can you give to them? What can you learn from them? What can you impart on them and and uh, and and help them grow? So that's that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. That was um, I was just going to say like our <clears throat> last month we talked to Abby Ferry and one of the things she mentioned was just being curious and poking poking her her head into different areas of the facility and asking questions and and that in you know I think she talked about how that humanized her and people were like who's this this woman that keeps showing up and asking these questions and why is she interested in what we're doing? Right. And, and I think it helps build rapport and humanize you as an individual and, 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 and also learn right about, about the organization and, and what, what else is going on. And yeah, one, one thing Gabe touched on like conferences and meeting. And I think that, um, you know, forever learners, uh, you know, forever learning from each other. I love that. I love that statement. And I think that a lot of times, like you, you talked about putting yourself out there and organizing the flag football team, right? And 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 uh, a lot of times, like attract likes, right? So um, probably no surprise that Gabe and I hit it off the first conference that we ever met at, and here we are. <laughs> That's true. You know, doing a podcast <laughs> together, but but you know that. That that that's almost uh, some sometimes limiting, right? Like, um, hmm. you know, and and I don't know if you can you can talk about it a little bit, but recognizing that, hey, I, you know, I like hanging out with these group of people because we have similar interests, but I really should push myself and 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 network with with people that I'm maybe not as naturally, uh, you know, connected with. Have you experienced that at all? Yeah. So I, another thing we, you know, we have a newsletter that'll come out. Uh, uh, I think it's every Sunday night and it'll have the, the talks that are happening, the scientific talks or uh, papers that have been published or awards that have been won, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I try to be really mindful and read those. Sometimes I'll read the papers. I'm not going to lie. I don't understand everything that I'm reading or a lot of it. Uh, the Google machine gets real active when I see some of these words, so I can try to understand it but then what I'll try to do is I'll recognize somebody in there and I'll see them you know I'll see them at work and I'll say hey that was a really cool paper that you wrote or congratulations on the award and these are folks that I normally don't have normal interactions with but I think that's like oh my gosh he's you know that person's paying attention I am paying attention because mm. I care about what they're doing I my job is to help push the science forward right 
Yeah, good job doing that thing that you did <laughs> at that place. <laughs> Gosh, even in your, even in your intro to this, I was just like, I'm not, I understood DNA and malaria, and that was about it. <laughs> it's like I'm not sure what some of these other terms are. That sounds super cool. <laughs> Uh, okay (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome though so i mean okay so you've been in safety for how many years now like 20 years right yep 20 okay so you've probably seen quite a few things obviously like you were you were managing a lot of stuff during covid which was new for a ton of people obviously Mm -hmm. um and so now you you've got quite a few notches in your belt um how do you keep up your career growth now I mean, what, what are you doing to keep up that, that learning? Yeah, uh, I was, I've been thinking about this recently a lot is like, what, what, what am I doing and what could I do better to grow more? I think one of the things I've done is I've done my best to surround myself with people that I feel are smarter than me. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to constantly learn from them. And I really am like, I, the people that I work with are just, they're brilliant. And so I really am blessed, uh, to be able to learn from them constantly, especially technology. Uh, I routinely ask for feedback and I just, I try to adjust based on that feedback. And I think that's part of my growth. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a little removed from the, as much program administration as I used to do. So I get a little rusty and stuff. Um, and I, so I'll, you know, I'll try to use my professional development budget to take courses, to brush up on something that I'm, I, you know, I've like, well, I used to be confident person in fall protection and I haven't really administered that for quite some time. So I need mm-hmm. to brush up on that. Um, I read and research a lot about topics. I, I One of the things I like to do, especially when I have newer employees, is I try to employ, you know, I try to use the term go fish because, uh, you know, somebody, okay. hey, what does this mean? And I'll say go fish. And we talked about that beforehand. But what that means is I want you to go to the Internet and I want you to surf and surf and surf. Because honestly, that's how I learned. I would say at least 50 to 60% of the stuff that I know has not been through trainings and it hasn't been from somebody. It's, I mean, I've learned that way as well, but a lot of it has been just me trying to figure it out because like I said, I wasn't qualified for all these jobs, but I didn't want to get in there and say, I don't know any of this, you know? So um, I've done, I did a lot of that. And I think a lot of people, you learn a lot better when you actually do the research to try to figure out the answer for yourself. So um and then I learned from my network. I mean, I've become great friends with some of them. And I'm uh, again, I've, a lot of them are smarter than I am. So I get to, <laughs> to really uh, learn from them and then sound smart when I go say the stuff they tell me. There you go. You just repeat it yeah. with some authority. <laughs> and- <laughs> I was, was going to say, I bet you I bet you a lot of the network would say the same thing that, uh, oh, yeah, Josh is smarter than I am. And so I just. Uh, that is true. That's legit. Um, one, one thing that you uh, maybe. Uh, touched on there was like preparation for for interviews right and i think it's an seems like common sense um that you would you would be prepared to uh to be knowledgeable about the company you're you're interviewing with and and the the job the role that you're getting into but maybe it's not so common could you talk a little bit about or expand a little bit on on yeah how you prepare for those those interviews so that you land those jobs that you're not qualified. <laughs> I mean, I think Scott just asked you how do you how do you get our audience to learn how to BS as well as you have. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I'm just it, kidding. I'm fake, just kidding. It, fake it till you make it, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> fake it till you, fake it till you become it. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Um, I uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I'll study it. I mean, what I've done in the past is I'll study a job description inside and out and any any term or, you know, is responsible for this or will administer this or anything. And if I'm like, what is that? Or what does that even mean? That's when I start hitting, I'll hit the books, I'll hit, you know, I'll hit Google, I'll look at OSHA, I'll start researching all those things and try to, at a minimum, have a good surface understanding so that I can at least speak some of the lingo when it comes to that topic. That's a, that's a good point too. I think that there's, there's a lot where I, I know I've interviewed people that have come to, to, uh, to my company and, and um, I, I'd like to see if they've done some homework first, uh, even just, Hey, have you looked on our website? Have you looked at what we actually do or what we're, you know, what we're about? Um, and so, yeah, even just doing a little bit of that, that research it, shockingly is uh, it's not quite as common as you would think it would it would be agreed. And you know, <laughs> one, of the, one of the things I think it says about somebody is it separates the who's looking for a job and who's looking for the job, right? Interesting. Yeah. Because when you come to an interview and you're like, "This is the job I want. This, I, I, this is you're asking for this. I have this. You're asking for this. I understand that. Um, I want to be here, so on and so forth." Well, that's an an easy way for a hiring person right off the top to say this person's engaged and they're not mm -hmm. even here yet. Right. And so, um, and you can hopefully expect that to be the behavior that's continued if you bring them on, but somebody shows up, yeah, I don't know. I applied for, you know, 50, 60 jobs. What's this one about? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Have you had that really? Not that many, but I've, yeah, certainly. Yeah. I've, I've been on the, uh, on the interviewing side of those answers before. And it's, uh, it's a little, it's a little, uh, Kind of uh, confusing for me to hear somebody, you know, <laughs> I don't really know what this is, company's all about. I can't remember the job description, you know. So. It's like, I think we're done here. <laughs> yeah. what, what about, uh, I think we've focused on, you know, leaving your existing job and, and, and you know, getting, getting the new, new uh, job. What about, you know, advancing yourself within, within your existing organization? Yeah, I was thinking about that too, because I mean, you've been in this at Howard Hughes Medical Institute for 10 years now. I mean, that that is actually a rarity for a lot of people now to be at one location that long. So yeah, how did you manage to to grow in that and and, and keep keep engaged and keep progressing? I think I think some people uh get into jobs and they just continue, they, I want to advance, I want to advance, I want this, I want this, you know, I want to, I want the next thing. And, you know, a year or two in, I'm ready for a promotion. Um, and what I talked to, when I talked to my team or when I talked to other people about my, my advice is master what it is that you have, hmm. because basically you're on a ladder and every, every time, you know, the, be the better and better you get at what you're doing, you're climbing a ladder, ladder towards the next floor. And when you've mastered everything you own, you're knocking on that on that ceiling. And at some point, somebody either opens the door or you've got to open a different door and go in a different direction. Hmm. Um, but I think it's mastery. I mean, you can't deny somebody who has absolutely mastered everything and then they're like, I'm I'm ready. Right. And yeah. you can see you can see it when they're ready. So um, I think it's really just focusing on mastery of what you're doing. Try not to. Um, try not to be distracted by, let me take on a whole bunch more and try to really get great at, at the things that you're doing. So how, so it sounds like there was a lot of self-motivation in that. Did you have other people that kind of 
like who opened those doors for you? I mean, how did you, how did that happen for you? Um, so, well, so at the, at Howard Hughes, I mean, I, I've been promoted by three different managers. So it was different people. And I think it was just, you know, um, my, I, I just was very determined. I was resilient and I wanted to do the absolute best that I possibly could. I mean, I think it was just, I was focused on doing the best. And my, like our goal now is to have world-class holistic uh, safety programs, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's a, that is a huge aspiration, like oh, world-class, like that's, that's a, what's the benchmark for that? But um, that's the goal. And so we're not going to set a goal of, we want safety programs that reduce risk. Come on. That's what they're all supposed to do. We want world, we want safety programs that are world-class that people are like, you got to see what they're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's also setting, setting your, you know, setting your goals high, but also, you know, somewhat achievable. So I think that's really neat too, that, that that's even from the leadership in your organization, that that is their perspective, that they, they want to set a good, like, you know, a good high bar and want to do really well with that. Um, I think even just having the perspective where they can look for people like you that are, are wanting to do better, that are looking just beyond the, you know, the nuts and bolts of the job and want to look at how do they actually improve? How do they make their mark or make things better for the organization as a whole? Um, I think, you know, that's, that's something that I look, I've advised different business leaders to do is to make sure to know the people that are, that are wanting to advance. Uh, we talk a lot about the whole quiet quitting thing, or that's been in, in conversation a lot. I think part of that even falls on, on management. Oh, that if you, if you don't understand who's trying to move up and, and, and perform well, and you don't give them the opportunities to continue to learn, uh, they will lose motivation. I mean, it's just, it's just a natural thing to happen. So with that in mind, I mean, what are, in addition to just keeping an eye out for your, your up and coming performers, uh, what would be some, you know, words of advice that you would have for even business leaders in their organizations as to how to, how to help those people keep, keep growing learning so they can be in the company for 10, 12, 20 years? Yeah. Uh, so one of, one of which is, you know, like, Leaders have to be engaged in their in the success of their people. And it's a it's a cyclical process. Right? I mean, so the leaders engaged in the development and growth of their people, those folks then feel appreciated and feel you know empowered, and they then are more productive. Retention is better. I mean, and it just it's it's a circle. So I mean, surf LinkedIn for training opportunities. Look at conferences for training opportunities send articles. Hey, this is a cool article. Give mm-hmm. feedback. Hey, when we were doing this the other day, this happened. I think it'd be really great. You know what I mean? Do it in a way that's productive, but feedback is, we've talked about this game. I think it's the greatest gift in the world that is most often not given. Hmm. Right. Yeah. And that is, and one is <clears throat> you got to have a recipient that wants it or is willing to hear it, but you got to have somebody who's willing to deliver it. And that's usually the hard part, right? right. A lot of people just don't do it because it's so uncomfortable. Um, but it also shows that you care when you tell somebody, look, I want you to be successful. So I'm going to mm-hmm. share this with you because I think this is something that could either be a hang up or if you get it fixed, it can really help you um, in the future. But I think it's those things like and having open conversations. What, you know, like talk about what you, what are your goals? What is it that you want to do? How do you define success? 
And then I, when that happens, then I'll start to look for opportunities where I can try to help push towards those goals or whatever mm-hmm. that success is that they want. Interesting. I think um, like it's probably an important message for, for people who are looking, you know, for career advancement to, to, you know, be bold, don't be afraid. Good companies, good managers, good leaders should be open to the fact that you want to progress through, through your career. And, and you, you should feel comfortable bringing that up, letting, letting people know, people around, you know, that, Hey, like I'm, I'm looking for that next opportunity. I'm willing to relocate or I'm not willing or whatever, you know, whatever it is. So, so that, uh, so that the organ, you're kind of networking, you know, within, within your organization, letting them know. And it's probably, uh, you know, a, a sign of things to come if if the company's not open to having those kind of conversations as as well. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is something one of my one of my former bosses used to say to me all the time. It's it's an organization's responsibility to make sure they're getting what they need out of their employee, and it's the employee's responsibility to make sure they're getting what they want what they need out of the organization. Um, and that's it's so true, right? I mean, and. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, the growth thing is just, it's huge. The, the boss has got to be engaged in the growth of the people. And the thing is, is like, I think the other thing is, I think a lot of leaders and managers are really short-sighted when it comes to somebody who wants to achieve more. Well, I don't want somebody who's only going to be here two or three years, and then all of a sudden they're taking off and going to do something else. That's flattering. When somebody's able to produce and develop like that, I mean, like, I feel like that is my main job is to launch is to help people launch, either grow within, and if it's not, if their opportunity isn't there, and they launch and they go do something great, well, it's, that's like a, I mean, that that looks good for me too. I mean, it's right. great, for them, but it's also good for me because I've helped them progress in their and in, in develop in their in their profession, and then they're ready for for more. They work me out of a job. Hey, I mean, if that as long as it wasn't something that I did, <laughs> but if they did it. All of a sudden, they're performing better than me, know more than me, and are you know able to do all that. Then, sure, I wouldn't be happy about losing my job, but I'd be like, "Wow, that this has been a, what a great you know journey for that to happen." So I think, this I think that's of... how uh, that's how Belichick felt when uh, Brady went to Tampa. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so proud of this accomplishment and all this, you know, he's able to go and win a Super Bowl somewhere else. Look what I did. Yeah. <laughs> So this is kind of this is kind of interesting. I what, one of the things that I've really enjoyed about about talking with you, Josh, and as I've, as you and I have gotten to know each other over the the last few years, is that there is very much this abundance mindset with you, where it's not you trying to protect your little kingdom or 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 hoard your knowledge kind of thing to to make yourself look better. You, you give so freely with with other people, with people in your network, um, with your own staff, with your own team. Um, what's so interesting about this too, and you've mentioned this in the past that you have a very, um, you've got a very diverse group that you work with. Um, a lot of people that are maybe fresh out of college or early on in their careers that are getting started. Um, and of course with 20 years in safety, you've had quite a bit of experience with that. Um, what are you doing differently? Let's say with your team now that was not done with you. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about the, uh, you know, the next generation of, of employees, of leaders, of safety professionals that are coming up. What are you doing now that you didn't have before that you're now imparting with this new group that's coming up? 
Yeah, I actually, I have someone new starting in uh, 12 days. So I've been working oh, nice. on Congratulations. That, yeah, thank you. What that's going to look like. It, so I try to put together like a training and information plan. Um, my, you know, basically an onboarding plan. And part of that is I'll schedule meetings with various stakeholders, people that I know that they're going to be interfacing with. So, and I'll, you know, obviously do an intro. This, this is what the person's going to be doing and so, so on and so forth. Just try to get them acclimated a little bit in that mm -hmm. way. I'll identify classes that I think they should take that would, you know, that would complement what they were already bringing to the table to help get them ready for what they're about to take on. We'll set up some shadowing programs um, so that they can watch how the other safety folks, other safety specialists operate. Um, then they can see kind of how we do business and what the culture is like. Um, mm -hmm. And they're not having to learn by doing it in a way that rubs people the wrong way they can see how it gets done and then that's modeled in their behavior yeah instead of getting slapped every time and just learning <laughs> through that <laughs> yeah exactly of course i'm pushing association memberships and involvement and networking and like all that i mean that's that's one thing that was not done with me it, it, you know when i when i started in safety i wasn't sent to any classes i don't believe by my manager at that time it was actually a lady who uh who worked for our hazardous waste vendor she and I got to talking and kind of became buddies. And she said, if I was you, I would take this class. And if I was you, I would take mm. this class. And I would attend this, you know, course that Maryland's putting on and so on and so forth. And that's really how I started to get my footing under me is by that person taking me under the wing, but it wasn't my leader. Um, and so uh, I, I think it's really important for them to, you know, to be pushed and given some direction because you walk into a new organization and you have no idea how people operate, how the business operates, who's who. You hardly know where the bathroom is at that point. It's right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so um, I think, you know, it's really helpful to have that help, help, to, help to understand what it is exactly they want to get out of this, right? Which you should have gotten some of that out of the interviewing, but then also to give them some guidance so they can, you know, like have a pathway forward and not have to stumble too much um, mm -hmm. as towards what, you know, where they should be. You, you said something earlier that <clears throat> I think it's worth worth kind of circling back on about mastering your role and not not taking on too much or spreading yourself too thin. Because I think that a lot of, I'll say, traditional advice would be to like, hey, go go ask your manager what else you could do. Right. And and um, so maybe. Maybe like I'd I'd like to like I say drill into that a little bit and 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 maybe talk us through that uh, from from your experience. Yeah, because you just talked about how in your interviews you you went for jobs that you weren't exactly qualified for. <laughs> so how do you reconcile? I I know you're not self contradicting yourself um, or contradicting yourself, but uh, so so how do you reconcile that? Like at what point do you jump in and say, okay, I'm ready to I have mastered this. I'm ready to jump to the next level, but yeah, talk about the whole mastery thing. The mastery, yeah. Um, I mean, so I think I think as a leader, that's part of our responsibility to say, okay, this person is new. This is the thing they should start with, right? Mm -hmm. And then as you see that start to blossom and they get start to get good at that, then you bring one more thing and you bring one more thing. And instead of, I mean, I've started jobs where it's like, this is yours, you know, and they, <laughs> they throw the whole farm at you. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is a lot to get my head around. Right. And, yeah, so I, I think that's part of it. I think it's, I also think it just needs to be, you know, one of the things early on to learn too. And I, you know, I didn't, I learned this some about midway through my, through my career is that it's really important to go to your boss and say, okay, 
you've given me 15 things to do in the last couple of days, and uh, I need you to help me prioritize them, right? Mm. Not everything can be a number one and not everything can be a number two. Help me to, I, to know what I need to be the ones and twos. And I think after a while, you start to learn how each other, you know, you can start to, okay, when they say this is important, they really mean this is a four. Uh, <laughs> or, or they say this is important, important and that, that was a fleeting thought. We'll, uh, we'll see if that comes up again, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think that's also important. Is that I think that's, that's why it's important for the leader to really establish that it should be a very open back and forth conversation, right? Mm-hmm. It can't be one way. And you tell me if you feel overloaded, I'm going to tell you if I think um, you could you could do take on more and I'll hand you more if I feel like we need to draw back a little bit so that you can get things really tight then that's you know but I think you got to be aware of what's going on and also have just really good communication uh, it's maybe a little off track but just story popped into my head when um, I'd started a new job at a at a construction company and the district manager Ian uh, you know he they, they called him Mr. Sunshine because he was he was always uh blowing sunshine you know at, uh, at <laughs> and uh my my supervisor at at the time said if if ian comes over and asks you to do something you just take a note and then put it in your desk and then if he comes by <laughs> and asks you again for that same thing you take the note out and you write you know and then you put it back in your desk but if he comes around a third time that means he actually wants you to do it but otherwise he just he just walks around the office asking people to do stuff and there's no intent of like following up so it was a it was a interesting indoctrination for me you know brand that's really funny you thinking that you want to you know, please everybody. And they said, no, 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 just if, just, if he only asked you once, then just don't, don't bother. <laughs> that was the, I'm not sure that was a healthy culture or not, but that was. <laughs> I mean, it happens. It, it's funny because I mentioned to my, to, to a bunch of my teammates not too long ago that I've, that I do that as well. I mean, I've done that, you know, um, in the past. And then recently one of them said that they did it to me. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were to ask for that again. I was like, Okay, you did it to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. So uh, one of the things that I wanted to look at too, and especially since, you know, we're talking about, about businesses and safety and, and how that works and retention is such a critical part of any sort of business. I mean, the, the cost of bringing on a new employee and then having that turnover happen is extremely high. Um, and so that's why, I, I mean, I've, I've heard... Um, you know, of, of people that are doing what you're doing, basically like building that culture in your organization of, of open communication. Um, and, uh, and, and of course that, that comes with its own risks, definitely. And, you know, it's, it's whenever you're dealing with people, things get messy, but, but there is a definitely a business benefit to that because you do have a team that functions better. They're more productive. Um, they, they just get along better overall and uh, you had mentioned even about the the flag football league or and and playing basketball and things like that. What are some of the other things? Let's say even for a for a small organization, what what could you do to build that positive culture? That you know there are actually business benefits to it for sure. But even from the from the the safety side, from the overall culture of the company, what are things that people can do to to make that a reality? Yeah, I mean, even for small companies, you know, do a potluck, have a small cookout, uh, you know, maybe happy hour at some point. I mean, 
I think I think there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. I think I think part of it is also knowing your folks, right? You got to know your audience. Mm-hmm. But what is going to work with the audience that I have? And then what can we do that's kind of in, that's inclusive as well, right? Because like you were saying, Scott, you have some folks that are naturally going to sign up for football. Some folks are not, right? I mean, so, you know, some of the other things that we've done are talent shows or lip sync battles or, I mean, you could go do karaoke together. There's a, there's a million different things. I think it's really just understanding who it, who it is that you're trying to connect with um, and kind of figure out what their likes are, you know, start to learn the people. And then I think at that point, you can figure out something that would at least work for the majority. Yeah, and a lot of that stuff is, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't really cost anything to right. do it. Yeah, a potluck, man. That's, it's fun having a potluck, you know. Yeah. Now, you do want to know what people's kitchens look like. You know, I get a little <laughs> weary about that, but, uh, you know, but, but that's fun. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to ask if there's any, like, if... Uh, Courses, books, you know, any anything um, that, that really kind of helped you level up and and uh, get get perspective or get confidence or or you know get the insights that you needed to kind of advance within uh, within your career. Yes, it's not safety related, but I can tell you the best course I've ever taken was uh, I went to the Center for Creative Leadership in North Carolina. Well, they have multiple sites, but that's their headquarters. And they have a program called the Leadership Development Program, and they they're a, they do research, and then they base this leadership development program off of that research. And it was monumental in my life as a professional, as a human, as a dad. I mean, it was just it was a major game changer. And it it's not cheap, but it was you know it it definitely changed a lot for me. I learned how to give effective feedback there, which I did not know before that. I mean, there's just, there was just so much that I learned there. And and just one of the greatest experiences for me was I got to do a 360 for the first time, 360 assessment. Oh, wow. Yeah. So everybody around me filled this 360 out. And I, I you know, I, I've told people the story, like I, when you get there and I was there with CEOs and like GS 15, I mean, and at this point I was just very new to, to, to managing and, um, the day you get there, you check in and then, you know, you go to class or, and the first thing they do is they give you your 360. And all of us are on, we're being bused from the school back to our hotel and stuff like that. And everybody is on this bus. And there's some people there that are like, have been CEOs for 25 years. I mean, just it's, it's all over the place. And they're in the bar. I don't, I don't do this. I don't know who said this. I don't behave that way. This isn't true. You know I mean? That, that was the whole bus ride home. Everybody was a little bit miffed at what they're reading. Like, that's not true. You know? The next morning we get on the bus and it's really silent and people are like, man, you know what? They're right. And it was that it really, I think what was genius about that is day one was humbling. And I think learning really happens after, after being humbled. Right. And so we came in the next day, teach me how I can do better at this. We were hungry to get better about those things. Um, And so it was just, it was an amazing experience altogether. I got to learn a lot about myself that I really did not know about me and and that was that was awesome and then i learned a lot of you know just things that really work well hmm. now, now you're you're pursuing your uh some some educational milestones right like you're you've mentioned that you're starting was it your master's program yeah, i'm gonna start an mba here in the next couple of weeks okay right on yeah very cool yeah can never take on too much i guess that's what they say <laughs> <laughs> i remember having a conversation like that with them it was several other CEOs, and they said, "You know, I uh, I have this really bad habit of uh, biting off more than I can chew." 
And they said, and they laughed and they're like, you talk like it's a bad thing. I was like, oh yeah, wrong audience. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. Well, Josh, thanks so much for, for sharing this. This is, this has been really uh, educational. It's been, I mean, entertaining, as I said, you and I just, we, we talk a lot about um, just, we're all over the place, but definitely with regards to safety and how, how that continues to grow. I think community is a really big part of that. Um, You've brought it up even from the beginning of the people that are, that have poured into your life that have opened those doors that have taught you and even like, you know, off to the side told you, Hey, maybe you should take these classes and you should get this information. This might help you. Um, And I, I think even looking back at the macro perspective for, for the profession itself, I mean, there's, there's gotta be more of this. I mean, safety can be a very lonely profession. I mean, it, it's going to be really tough to try and go through this on your own. Um, but to have a group of people that can, that can help you. And if there's a company, um, an organization, a leader, even like yourself, that is, that understands the benefit of that and can build it. I mean, all the better. I, I think that's, what's really going to make this profession so much better in the future. Yep. One, one last bit of advice I'd give to leaders. Yes, go. Don't focus too much on that experience and don't focus too much on the education. Look for somebody who's an agile learner and who's going to f- work in your organization. You know what I mean? Nice. I, I swear it's just so important. You can, safety can be taught, but you can't teach drive and personality and learning agility and all those things, spirit, positivity, resilience, like all those things you really want somebody that has those those traits and i think that's probably what's helped me along the way mm-hmm. not wasn't qualified but i think i demonstrated those things and that you know so i think that helped me and i'm i'm big supporter of that in future folks too because i mean gabe you know i finished my bachelor's after yep. 20 years like a month ago right yep uh, and Congratulations. somehow I've all these opportunities without even having a bachelor's but um and so i also feel convicted to do the same thing like that mm-hmm. piece of paper Wonderful. Like I, I respect, you know, a lot, you know, I respect somebody who's done it. Obviously now I've done it. So I respect it even more. No, I'm kidding. But uh, I think, you know, it's really important to also keep your mind open to, um, to not focus too much on that stuff, but look at the person. It's really about the people. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> that's great uh, kind of closing advice. And, and again, made me think when I was again, early in my career, worked with this guy by the name of Dave, Metcalf and you know he asked me what I wanted to do in the future and I said well you know after I get you know 15 years experience of doing the the basics then I want to you know get into the leadership side and he's like what are you waiting for like you know <laughs> how many times do you need to do this one task you know before you've mastered it and you can move on right so yeah. you know definitely um whether it's education or years of experience I think that grit that drive that um a growth mindset, right? Totally. Like that, that, that's what can definitely elevate you to that next level. And people around you will see that. And if, if they don't recognize it, then you might be in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Josh, where can people find you if they want to uh, learn more about what you're, what you're working on, uh, if they want to work for you, uh, stuff like that? Um, <laughs> where can people find you? I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm, you know, happy to connect on LinkedIn somebody's interested in anything, you know, if there's anything that sparked some curiosity, shoot me a message. I'm more than willing to, to have a conversation about anything 
safety or leadership related with uh with with anybody that's interested i'm super passionate about helping folks awesome how about awesome. i want a little flag football strategy <laughs> yeah, there you go. I never said I was good. I just yeah. Like, <laughs> you played. I made it on the field. We're good. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much, Josh. This has been great. Yeah, yeah thank you. Me. Thanks so much for having me, Scott and Gabe. This was great. Awesome. Thanks.